0: I'm coming out of the first First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. The mark of culture and a conventional requirement of polite behavior may be seated. Proprieties of conduct and good manners are to be measured by the use of what society calls etiquette. Etiquette says there are certain responses for certain situations. If you ask a favor, it is anticipated that you will preface your plea by the word, please. If you make an error, you indicate your mistakes with words, excuse me. If you interrupt others in their conversation or in their activity, it's correct to say, pardon me. And if someone does something for you or to you, with you, it is appropriate to say in response to their kindness, thank you. I bring this lesson to you in attention because we are living in a world that has lost nearly all sense of propriety and order. Very often we know what to do, we don't know what to do and how to do it or when to do it, we just do it. All of the breaches of etiquette, I don't know of one that cut more deeply or wounds more openly than the failure of a debtor to say thank you. You may have the thought of theological implications of thank you, but I believe there is a spiritual dimension to the discipline of saying it. I want to labor with you to show the one of the roots of religion to be able to join in the ceremonial pray recital of the simple, uncomplicated, ordinary, everyday words, thank you. I must confess, I don't know why a man would not be able to say thank you. It may be there uh, are those who are unaware of the obligation to say thank you. They may have been the problem with the ten leopards when Jesus cleansed. nine of the Nine went on their way and only one came back to say thank you. If I can enter something in there, I want you to hear that. Because one out of ten is how much percent? Ten percent. They are no different than today's people. Then again, there are maybe those who are unable to say thank you. It's not in their vocabulary. But where can I come from if you can't say thank you? That is a reflection of your upbringing and your home training. You may not have money, but you have manners. Everybody ought to learn to say thank you. In order to express gratitude spiritually, we must thank and praise God for everything. When your world turns upside down, thank him. When sickness comes into your house... Thank him. When death comes and sits at your doorstep, thank him. When the enemies and your foes come upon you to eat of your flesh, thank you. So therefore, I titled this lesson, Thank You. I'm going to give you a quick definition. Thankful means an expression of gratitude. Grateful means an expression of gratitude. Appreciation of benefits received. Now that's a difference. The difference in being thankful is a feeling. And being grateful is an action. The biblical meaning of grateful is a quality of being thankful. And the readiness to show appreciation for the return of kindness. Gratitude is the ultimate spiritual practice. Scientists say that practicing gratitude actually increases its dopamine okay. in your brain and encourages your brain to seek more of the same. In other words, the more you are grateful, the more you will find things to be grateful for. There are a lot of people hooked on crack, but there's also a lot of people hooked on sugar. Both of them affect the mind in the dopamine level. When your dopamine level is affected, it gives you this aura of being happy. That's what dopamine is, a chemical. So as I get into the context... Paul is writing his first letter to the young church of uh, uh, Thessalonica. He was warning and reminding them that the day of the Lord is coming. And it will be it will come like a thief in the night. Non-Christians will be expecting peace and safety, but the destruction will come upon them like labor pains upon a woman with a child. Verse 6 says but the sons of light. So let us not sleep as the sinners do, but let us be alert and sober, having put on the breath of faith and love and the helmet of hope and salvation. As we go on to verse 11, because we have salvation, Paul says, our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, encourage one another and build each other up in this church. That's what we need to be practicing. What I'm talking about now is etiquette and manners. It's a way you should treat the fellow Christian to let him know that you love him. That's what the church is all about. As we go to verse 12, it says, first of all, to appreciate means to recognize a person's worth. To respect them means to know them as a person. I want to thank Dr. Hunt for what he's done in my life. I respect him as a person because I know him. And we had to go through some knockdown dragouts. But I love him dearly because I realize that he's human. See, until you get close to the person. You really won't know their real character or personality. And whatever it is, if God put, deemed that pastor to be over this church, he's held to a higher calling, to the chief priest, and he has a responsibility. His responsibility lies for the whole of the church. And then for your very soul, every person represented here, he's accountable. See, I had to learn some Because, see, I didn't come up in, in, with a tutelage of uh, uh, preachers in my family. And uh, I, I'm the first generation preacher. So we have some bad actors in my family. You see. But I learned when, when I'm like uh, Paul on the road to Damascus, I got knocked off my horse. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? See, I didn't understand. See, when God give you a gift, he give you a gift and a talent. The talent is to be used for him if you belong to him, and the gift is to be used for him. But the gift is used inside the building, and the talent is used outside the building. Our pastor, he has labored long and hard to point uh, to the point of exhaustion. I saw him. He he told us some of the things he do today in the meeting back there, and it's unbelievable. But God has gifted him. I know what we have here. Get to know him. Realize what you have. You have a jewel in Pastor Hunt. Many pastors would love to know what Pastor Hunt knows. But when you're gifted with that kind of talent, you got to have the capacity to be able to contain it because it's heavy. It's heavy, and that's why I respect him. Sometimes you get frustrated, I see him. So my thing is to tell you I love you, that I'm here for you. Okay, our pastors... uh, He's a great shepherd because he knows you intimately. He knows our season. A lot of people come here broken. A lot of people come here needing refuge. This is a hospital. We needed help. He had spiritual food. He had medicine. Some of y'all ain't been taking y'all medicine. Some, some some, some, of y'all act like y'all haven't been taking y'all medicine. So... I thank him. Our pastor prays and watches our soul so live in peace. That is part of getting along at this church is living in peace with the leadership. You know, there was times me and pastor got into an argument and I'm going to be honest, pastor, I'm going to be very <laughs> I'm going to be very translucent pastor had to put me in line so I've learned to stay in my lane I've learned to stay in my lane be patient and and verse 15 as I get to my main chapter and verse it says be patient and do not retaliate Do not repay wrong for wrong. The spirit of a believer is, I got to be patient with you. Because, see, you really don't know where they are spiritually. So you have to pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for your fellow believers. Those that want to pray, we're on the prayer line. And uh, it has really blessed me. Matter of fact, we're getting to know each other in fellowship through the prayer line and that's the objective because you don't know who you're going to need in the church but 1st Thessalonians 5 and 16 as I get to my verse it says rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything everything for this is God's will in you in Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians 516 said. Rejoice. This is a command. The Christian joy. Does not come from. Circumstances. But from the blessings that are in his, Are his. Because he is in Christ. You already have the blessings. God wants to bless you. But the devil has distracted you. He has distracted your mind. He has, uh, Pastor taught a lesson the other day, chasing currency. Money can't save you. Matter of fact, money can't give you peace or joy. Only God can. That's the blessing. The Christian that remains in a state of sadness... And depression break a commandment because he mistrusts God's provision, God's power, and God's forgiveness. you out of fellowship. How many of us go through this thing year after year, day after day? The preacher said the other day, we think we need counseling. But all we need to do is show up at church. That's your counseling. The word is your counseling. If I can give you a point, point number one, gratitude brings peace and contentment. When we give thanks to God, he gives us a supernatural peace. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, do not be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which suppresses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's the key. Pastor always talking about, I'm trying to find the key to getting these men to stand in church. That's the key. Gratitude. Thankful. Because can't nobody else do this but God? As I go to First Thessalonians five seventeen, it says pray without ceasing. This does not mean praying without interruption by prayers, but prayer that continues when possible. You cannot pray without interruption. You got to work. You got to sleep. You got to do all the the things of life that you have to do. But you can pray when you get the opportunity. Whenever possible. Paul was speaking uh, of maintaining continuous fellowship with God as as much as possible in the midst of daily living. Fellowship with God. As often as you fellowship with God, you begin to see something. You begin to see what God is doing. And you begin to trust what God is doing. As I give you a point number two. Gratitude helps us to see. it, it, It opens our spiritual eyes. There is a beautiful cycle in giving God thanks. The more you thank him. The more you see him working. In us and around us gratitude helps us sense God's presence his personal care and his perfect timing for you to understand what's going on in your life you got to be grateful and you got to pray that's the only way you're going to see what God doing in your life gratitude in James 1 and 16 he says do not be deceived my brother Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. Ain't nothing you deserve. It's all by grace. When you do it God's way, He gonna take care of you. He gonna guide you. He gonna keep you. He gonna give you peace and He gonna give you joy. That is the benefit of knowing Him and doing His will. First Thessalonians fifteen eighteen says five eighteen says. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Thank him for the very thing that's troubling you. What's going on in your life? Some of y'all say, oh, woe is me. I don't know why God treat me like that. Some of y'all want to shake y'all fists at God. Y'all, y'all troubled. You want to complain about how you are being treated. You're on the brink of rebellion. The best protection against this attitude is thanksgiving. Thanking God for, for trials would feel awkward at first. But if you persist, your thankful words, prayed in faith, would eventually make a difference in your heart. It's a heart issue. The more word that you have in you, the closer your heart gets to God. I think it said somewhere in here, be persistent. Be thankful. And pray in faith. I said the other day, don't pray in doubt. Pray in faith that God will reveal to you what you need to do. It will make a difference in your heart. Thankfulness awakes you to God's presence. Which overshadows all your problems. A lot of y'all don't see God. That's why you're afraid. Some of you walking around and tripping in the dark. You can't see God. All because you're not doing his will. See... If God wants to bless you, he has to trust you. If pastor wants to bless you, he has to trust you because he represents God. If I got a point three, it says God puts us, I mean, gratitude puts us in God's will. God's will is simply this. Obedience. That's God's will. But a lot of y'all don't know you disobedient because you don't know his will. You don't know his will because you don't know his word. Some of y'all come in here, y'all in here because of obligation. But you're not in here because of commitment. And part of his will is to be thankful. Not just on the sunny days, but on the hard days as well. Christians are to give thanks in every circumstance every circumstance I'm going to stay in my lane I'm going to stay in my lane Aaliyah I I, I heard a story I heard of a story the other day of a lady who traveled to England. While there, she stopped in on one of London's finest stores. She saw a beautiful cup. She she saw the most beautiful cup she had ever seen. She hurried and bought the cup. Every day, she would sit and admire the cup. She would even talk to the cup and say, I'm glad that I found you, cup. You're the most beautiful cup I've ever seen. On her way home, she stretched out on her cabin sofa. While admiring her cup, she drifted off to sleep. And while she slept, she dreamed. And the cup talked back to her. The cup said, You know, I'm tired of you telling me how beautiful I am. I'm not what I used to be. I once was nothing but clay and dirt, until one day a master craftsman came along and lifted me up out of the mire. I didn't understand when he put me in the kennel. He put me in over a oven hotter than you can imagine. I couldn't imagine why he wouldn't pay, why he would paint me and then put me back into the oven and bake me. But you know, I learned to thank that thank my master craftsman because he had not if he had not molded me, I would be shapeless and without form. If he had had not put me in the oven of oppression. I would have no structural integrity. If he had not put paint on me, I would have no color. If he had not put me back in the oven and baked me again, I would fall apart. And so, I thank him. I've learned to thank him when I'm beaten. And I thank him when when in the heat is more than I can bear. I thank him when I'm painted in pain. And I learned in all things, in everything, to give him thanks.